25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Well, what do you know? We're back. I'm back. Beaver's back. And most importantly, you're back for another day here on the Matt Wyatt Show. Live in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance in all 82 counties across the great state of Mississippi. They're your hometown heroes so uh, give them a shot if you haven't tried Farm Bureau Insurance. Uh, and if you're already a Farm Bureau customer, uh, you know what I'm talking about. It's great to be able to just deal with somebody one-on-one. You know them personally. You kind of have their cell phone number. You don't have to deal with somebody in another state or via an 800 number. It's a personal touch with Farm Bureau Insurance. And also we stay connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. Welcome into the show. Now, speaking of C Spire, I told you, I think I mentioned this yesterday, but, you know, uh, if you follow Ceasefire on Twitter, there are so many things that that company is doing in in kind of jumping into the mix of making sure that, for example, making sure people can find ways to get tested if they think they're having symptoms for this virus. That's one way. You're like, well, they're a technology company. How are they? Yeah, exactly. They are a technology company. We're going to explain that to you. Now, also jumping into the mix statewide and facilitating kids that are home from school, making sure they have the connectivity they need, the internet connection they need in order to get their schoolwork done from home and kind of continue the learning process, staying connected to teachers and to the curriculum, K through 12. I'm fascinated by all that, and I don't know any of the answers of how they do it and when it came about, but we're going to talk to someone in hour number two today, CEO of Ceasefire, Humina, about how they are doing it and how all that came about. So that's coming up. Also, without giving away all the details, many of you will know what I'm talking about, but coming up in about three minutes from right now, we're going to talk to the mayor. Air quotes, the mayor. Yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. See if y'all can figure it out. (laughs) Somebody already knows. Who do you think I'm talking about? Coming up on this show, the mayor. Hey, and look, we already have text coming in on the Country Pleasing text line. Y'all see the numbers there if you're watching the stream on Facebook. Hey to y'all, by the way, everybody on Facebook tuning in. I'll get you pulled up, too, because you can comment on the Facebook live stream there, facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt. Um, but, yeah, numbers. Call me on the Divini phone, Divini Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. It's a 601 number, 995-1059. 601 also, uh, text me on the Country Pleasing text line. It's 885-ESPN, Country Pleasing Sausage, on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. The best-tasting sausage you will ever have, period. Hands down, 
It ain't close. Trust me, if you're arguing with me because you're knocking it because you haven't tried it, try it and then get back to me. 885-ESPN on the Country Please and text line. That's also a 601 number. Uh, so y'all hit me up. First, in uh, out of the shoot today is Ghost Pepper. I know where you got the name, by the way. Props to you. Ghost Pepper says, uh, let me see here. Matt, I was very offended during the Brooks show when a certain producer made fun of you and the entire Andy Griffith nation. He said you playing the Andy theme song was lame. Play it loud and proud. I heard that. I actually heard that. Now, I happen to know how radio works, and sometimes you just have to say, you know, what, however you really are feeling. You don't hold anything back. And that's what makes good radio. You know, supposed to anyway. And uh, I did hear that. But I don't think it was sincere from Beaver. We're going to get down to the nitty-gritty on this stuff later, as our man Nacho would say. Let's get down to the nitty-gritty. Background coyote howl. But we'll do that later. I think it was just for effect, Ghost Pepper, but we'll get down to the nitty-gritty later. Also, 100 grand. thanks for your text on the Country Pleasing text line. He says, hey, Matt, got my brother riding with me. It's his first time tuning in. Can we get some sonic boom for the new guy? Heck yeah, you're going to have to stick around, though, because i got to move, 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 move. i got a guest coming in right now hot on the Divinity Equipment phone line. And and I earlier I called him the mayor. I didn't say the name, and I just said the mayor. I'm going to give you one more clue. Josie's on a vacation far away. Come on. Come around and talk it over. Who is it now? I don't want to lose your love tonight. Walk-up song for the ages. Y'all know who I'm talking about. That's right, the mayor. Number 15 in your program, number one in your heart. I don't know what number he wears for the Mets. I just know he wore 15 for the Bulldogs. And he's on your radio right now. The mayor, Jake Mangum. Jake, does that get the blood boiling for you? A little walk-up song? How we doing? Just right, Jake. I appreciate a little time with you here this morning. Look, I, I, I got to give my... Uh... My boy from high school, a shout out. The walk-up song actually originated from uh, my outfield counterpart at Jackson Prep, uh, Trace Lovertich. So, okay. Uh, he was a big. He, he was actually the one that gave me the idea to do it, and uh, man, it kind of stuck after freshman year. Yeah, it just stuck. So you had it throughout high school as well, huh? Oh yeah. Uh, no, no. He had it in high school. Okay. And then, um, and then after high school, we, I, I was trying to figure out a good walk-up song, you know. Mm. You know, Mississippi State fans, you know, consistently come to the games and uh, they, they want something to sing along to. And it's just an easy, you know, you know, just something you're going to remember. And, uh, man, Trace, was, uh, he had a great idea, man. That was his walk-up song in high school, and he kind of gifted it to me because uh, he was my sophomore roommate. He was a Kappa Sig at Mississippi State. Okay. Yeah, very cool. It's it's interesting how, you know, there's always a story, at least behind, the I think, the, the great walk-up songs that last and, like you say, become iconic. You know, you got to be a good player, which <laughs> which you were, which is part of it. But also, yeah, there's something about being able to sing along. And it's like Rooker's. Uh, what was his? He had Sinatra, I think, what Brent Rooker had. The best is yet to come. That's right. You know, one day, Jake, uh, we had uh, Brent on the radio, and he told us that his backup song is like another one that he considered, which was Tom Sawyer. 
you know, with the great drum solo, and we thought, oh boy, that would have been fantastic too. So it looks, I mean, how much in a typical college baseball clubhouse, how much thought is going into the walk-up songs? A lot. You know, it's, <laughs> it's kind of, it's, it's baseball, it's, it's really turned into a sport that they want you to, you know, kind of express yourself a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, whether that be eye black, wrist tape, you know, it, it's, it's, it's times to change with baseball and, you know, walk-up songs or whatever it may be, you know, different cleats, designs, and, you know, now in Major League Baseball, they have players weekends, they have their nicknames in the back, they have custom cleats, whatever it may be, it's just kind of your way to, to kind of customize it. Sure. Jake Mangum on your radio right now, starting us off today on this Tuesday. Uh, Jake, what do you do as a baseball player with the with where we are right now in this country and in this world? Everybody's sent home. What's life like for you right now? Well, I'm I'm staying ready, man. You know, uh, I don't know when the Mets call us back, so I'm working every day. Uh, I'm getting my baseball in and getting my weights in every year. You know, I'm staying on my on my routine. I'm not getting out of that and. Uh, and right now is just a it's a good great time to get better, you know. Uh, you know, you either you either getting worse or you're getting or getting better. And uh, I plan to be on the side that's getting better. And uh, you know, uh, my high school head coach uh, Chuck Box helped me out with a lot with that. He's kind of opened up his facilities. Uh, it's been awesome. Been out here working with Gene Wood, uh, fifth year senior at TCU. Uh, uh, you know, we're getting our work in. You know, uh, and practicing social distancing. I, I don't. This coronavirus stuff's very serious, but. Um, you know, it, you got to find positivity in it, man. You you, yeah. you you look around. There's just so much negativity with this and pointing fingers. And this is what we need to do. This is how we should do it. Look, there's no playbook here. Yeah, this is unprecedented times. And and just you know, when you look around and you see negativity with this, it, there's just no room for that, man. And, uh, you know, so you're just trying to stay positive and, and get better in, in parts of life that even meaning to get to honestly uh, whether that be you know more family time more uh, more working out more cleaning whatever it is um you know just just get just you know work on those areas of your life right now that's a really good point i like the way you phrase that parts of your life that you've been meaning to get to whether it's you know take your kids fishing a little bit more or just spend a little more time now you know, for those things, we don't have an excuse, uh, you know, because um, nobody's quite as busy. Um, what what um, take me back, Jake, to kind of the scene and where you were and what was going on when you got the news of all this, that they were basically telling you all to go home. Well, I got to camp February 12th. Minor league camp started March 8th. So I was there about a month early. Um in this thing called Major League Protection Camp. I wasn't at Big League Camp, but I was I was in Minor League side. If the, if the Big League team needed us, they would call some of us over. I was fortunate enough to play to dress out for five Big League games. Uh, I got three at bat, uh, you know, played some defensive innings. And um, the crazy thing is, March 10th, two days after I turned 24, was the first Minor League scrimmage day. Um, and I... Went one for two that game, you know, normal baseball day, went home. They texted me and they said, hey, take tomorrow off. I said, okay, just sweet, spring training off day. You know, you take those. You, you, you don't complain about it. You right. say, okay, I'm, I'm going to take a day to rest. And then the next day they said, hey, take another off day. And I was like, okay, something's up here. Um, and that's whenever the coronavirus stuff. I was watching the Mississippi State-Texas Tech game. Watched both games, actually. Fired me up. And um, 
you know, and then social media started blowing up about this coronavirus kind of spreading towards America. And that's when I got serious and the Mets called us in the next morning and they said, uh, we're going to have a meeting, had a meeting and they said, Hey, just hold out, hold tight. We're going to take a couple of days off, see what's going on. And then that night they said spring training is postponed. Uh, come get your stuff tomorrow and head home. So since then I've come home and I've been getting to work. Jake Mangum on your radio. Y'all follow him on Twitter if you don't already. We're going to talk about some news um, from Jake uh, at Jake Mangum 15 at Jake Mangum 15. So uh, give him a follow. So it, it pretty abrupt. You know, you're there one day, take a couple days off. Next thing you know, it's go on home. What's the communication process been like for you with anybody from the Mets organization since you got home? Pretty much every single department, whether I be hitting uh, mental strength uh, or actual strength coach, uh, head of the minor leagues, you name it, have contacted each one of us about two days a week, mm-hmm. making sure we're getting our work in, staying ready, because you don't know. Like, what if they fund a vaccine tomorrow? Uh, right. I know the, the negativity people out there are going to say, no, this is going to drag on for a year. But look, you don't know. You, you, no one no one knows. Mm-hmm. So the Mets are just trying to make sure that we're staying ready. And, um, you know, because if they call us back in five days, you, you, your butt better be ready. That's right. That's right. So right. I, I'm, I'm pretty much on call right now. You know, I'm, I'm thinking of it. I'm home on call. And whenever I get that phone call, I'm, I'll be in Florida in 12 hours. Yeah. And it's one of those things, Jake, I, you know, I guess this goes without saying. I mean, it's going to happen again. We're going to play baseball again. We're going to play, you know, everything. We're going to practice again. It's just we don't know when. You know, how soon, how far. So I think that's, you don't need me to tell you that, but I think that's the right approach, you know, staying on ready each day that you wake up. Hey, and I mentioned uh, you had some news. For anyone listening or watching on Facebook or Periscope, listening on the radio, uh, if you if you don't follow Jake on Twitter, you might not know this, but news popped out yesterday. Jake has a new show and podcast, his very own. It's going to be an interview show coming out, The Jake Mangum Show. So, Jake, first of all, congrats on the news on that. And secondly, uh, when and where can people listen? Well, today we're actually going to film, uh, I, I guess, the, uh, the intro video just to kind of kind of get on video, kind of explain what the show's about. It, I don't. This isn't going to be a strict, strictly Mississippi State show. Uh, some of my first guests I've already lined up have no ties with Mississippi State. Some do. Some are huge Mississippi State guys, and some have no ties. So this is going to be for anybody who just loves sports, and um, you know, and just yeah, everyone's kind of. I mean, tons of people are at home right now, and uh, I just think that I'm, I'm going to try to set positivity through this, and uh, you know, hopefully get some guys on that have really cool stories, and um, you know, just kind of pick their brains a little bit. I ask a lot of questions, so you know, so I'm going to fire away some questions with some really cool guys that. His stories are all unique in their own way, and uh, hopefully it will help somebody down the road in sports and, uh, and just in life in general. So stay tuned for that, and uh, I'm really excited about it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. It's not going to be like a weekly show or a daily show. It's, it's, it's Nothing's going to be live. It'll all be recorded, and I'll, I'll post it on Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, YouTube. Uh, I'll have it on a ton of outlets just to watch the episodes as they come out. There's not going to be a set schedule for them, but just – you know, I'm just going to do it like uh, intro, episode one, episode two, episode three, and just keep going. Man, that's fantastic. You know, I, I, it's one of those things, uh, Jake, where I, I would imagine this is something that you 
have probably wanted to do, but you never really had the time to do it? Am I in the ballpark? Yeah, you know, uh, I, I, this all season I realized that pro all season is a long time off, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and right now I'm getting my work in in the mornings. Uh, like I just finished the full workout here on the baseball field. I'm about to go get a lift in, and then I'm going to have the whole afternoon off, so I'm going to get that podcast rolling uh, a little bit more today. So, yeah, you know, I, I got some time to do it. And, uh, man, I've, I've met some really cool people through my story of uh, baseball. And uh, through that, I, I want people to hear their stories, you know. Yeah. Uh, this isn't going to be strictly baseball interviews or football. It'll be baseball, football, basketball, beat writers, you name it. Just anyone who, anyone who I, who I like, if I like their story and I think people should hear about it, I'm going to try to have them on the show. Very cool. Very cool. I know I'm looking forward to it selfishly. I know everybody else is too. And looked like you had a great response uh, when the news came out. So uh, really excited about that. Hey, uh, real quick. Well, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, well, that you're you're gonna have, not to make you nervous or anything, but you know it's not like you hadn't played baseball in front of fifteen, twenty thousand people before too. So you're not gonna be nervous, but you're gonna have a lot of people listening. That's for sure. Uh, so we're all really excited about it. Um, Jake, if you were during this time and this break, a college athlete that just saw their season come to a an abrupt end, like it's not coming back. I was talking to Coach Lamonis yesterday a little bit about that. If you could stand in a room in front of those guys who are still in college, who were your teammates, you know, the Tanner Allens and Jordan Westbergs and those guys, Rowdy, what would you say to them? What What would your advice to them be about how to handle this? I think these next couple weeks or months, well, however long this is, the longer it is, the more – the more severe what I'm about to say is going to happen. The longer it is, the more separation you're going to see. The people who get after it are going to get a lot better. The people who don't work hard and use this as a time to, you know, just kind of lay around and not really get their work in, you're going to see a separation. I think a lot of guys are going to figure some things out with their swings. I know today I made a huge stride in my right-handed swing. Um, So every day, you know, just get your work in. You know, Um, use this as a time to get better. I love the old saying that there's no staying the same. Every day you either get better or worse. Mm-hmm. They, like Think of it like you have some stock, and you're either going to get better or worse every day. So be on the side that's getting better. Use this as a time to, to outwork some people. You know, uh, If you're a college athlete right now, the season just got pulled away from you. Use this as a oh, – I, twi- I saw someone say today that nine weeks from the day is the first summer ball baseball game. And as of now, that's not been canceled. Man, use this as a nine-week period to get bigger, stronger, faster, better at baseball and the middle mental side of the game, which is so important. Use this as a time to get better and get ready for either summer ball. Or, you know, maybe a, a, you, you never know what's going to happen. You don't. So, so get, keep getting your work in it and stay ready. That's great advice. Not really not only for baseball players, but for everybody. You know, I mean, for everybody. And everybody. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if, if you have a business right now and, and, you're, and you're working from home, use this as a time to get some extra work done. Um, you know, this is a time where maybe you're not at the office and uh, throughout the day you have people come by and, you know, talk to you a little bit and kind of get you distracted from work. Use this as a time to, to lock in on work, get your work done, and, and maybe uh, take a step in organization, you know. There's so many different aspects in life you can get better at right now. and. Uh, you know, uh, whatever that may be that you've been meaning to get to, there's no excuse now. 
That's right. I've been too busy. I'll get I'll get around to that way. Well, you got all the time in the world right now. That's exactly right. Jake, it's a real pleasure to get to talk to you, man. Wish you the best of luck. I hope we can stay in touch and uh, can't wait to see your content coming out soon. We'll make sure that everybody listening to this show is aware of when it's out there and where the links are. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it very much. Thanks for having me, Watt. Yep. All right. See you, man. That's Jake Mangum, the mayor, on the Divinity Equipment Fund. That was his walk-up song. Hey, Beaver, real quick. If you were going to choose a walk-up song, if you were a big-time baseball player, that'd be kind of your signature walk-up song to the plate, what would it be? Oh, uh, uh, top of my head, Rob Zombie, Never Gonna Stop. boy. What was that other... um... I think I would steal Rooker's idea. His he used uh, Frank Sinatra the best is yet to come, but which was pretty cool. It's not, you know very unique in terms of college baseball. You don't hear Sinatra that much, but Tom Sawyer. Who who did Tom Sawyer? Rush. Rush. Tom Sawyer from Rush. That's what I would do. I'd steal that. Definitely would steal it. <laughs> I think either that I would do like the. The good, the bad, the ugly, the whistle deal, you know. <laughs> but you got to be a real dude, man, to walk it to the plate to that for sure. All right. Thanks to Jake Mangum for coming on. Hope you enjoyed that. Just getting started with you here in hour number one in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Here we go. Cruising right along. On this Tuesday, appreciate Jake Mangum coming on earlier. We'll get that turned around to you via podcast coming up. Uh, If you're listening to this show and you are not aware of this, many are, but every day, uh, both hours, hour one and hour two of this radio show, are available for you via podcast. Anywhere you can get and download a podcast, just go on there like, you know, Apple iTunes, uh, um, Stitcher, any platform that gives you podcasts. Just search The Matt Wyatt Show and you'll get it each day on demand. You can listen if you miss it or want to hear something again. And also, uh, interviews that are meaningful and good and impactful and interesting and so on and so forth. We hope those are. But interviews from this show also uh, are available for you if you want to go back and watch or listen on Facebook, facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt, and on my Twitter feed, at Radio Wyatt there as well. Uh, Trey and Davey, appreciate your feedback over here on Twitter. Trey, you had a question for Jake. I didn't quite get to it in time. Uh, Apologies. And if you're listening and uh, you can or are willing, hit me up on the Country Please and text line, it's 885-ESPN, 885-ESPN, or 885-3776. Now I'm going back 
to 100 grand, who a little while ago said, Hey, Matt, I got my brother riding with me. It's his first time tuning in. Can we get some boom for the new guy? I hope y'all are still listening because here it comes. He really liked it. Roger really liked the Sonic Boom. I can promise you that. So have a little fun. Enjoy the best band in the land. Little neck from Sonic Boom. Thanks, 100 Grand, for the text. So there you go. Also over here on the Country Pleasing text line, True Maroon said this. Are you talking to me, True Maroon? This man texted me and said, let's talk stocks. Tell me what you know. What the heck are you talking about? You want me to talk stocks? Huh? Stocks? That'd be like going to um, Wall Street, find some random trader up there and say, hey, Tell me about the uh, RPO and spread offense. Yeah, I mean, I know nothing about any of it. Was I mean, True Maroon, really, did you mean that for me? Surely not. <laughs> Caleb on the Country Pleasing text line said, I've found out at William Carey, freshmen's walkout songs are picked by the seniors they had some fun with it for sure. Yeah, I've seen that before too, where some poor unsuspecting freshman walks to the plate for his at bat and um, they're playing what, Barbie Girl? <laughs> you know, and different things like that. Yeah, so I love the pranks in sports also. Nick says his would be Man in the Box. What is AIC? Not familiar. Not familiar. Slippery when Rhett says I'd walk into the ride of the Valkyries a la Robert Duvall in Apocalypse Now. Okay. Have to look that one up as well. Thanks for that um, text. Yeah, I don't know. Walk-up songs. It's like the uh, universal topic. You can always have fun figuring out kind of what what somebody's you know, what they like, because you're not going to just pick out random. You're going to pick out something you like if you're going to walk up to the plate for your at-bat every time. Hey, Beaver, didn't Chris Brooks play college baseball? Base, yeah, yeah, he did. At um, Help me out, at Colin? Yeah. Has he ever told you what his walk-up song was, or is he too old to have had one? Maybe they didn't have them back when he played. <laughs> Uh, you know what? He's never told me, so I'm going to assume that it was in the silent era. <laughs> so he didn't have any. <laughs> the silent era. Oh, Beaver, you let something out of the bag on this show. You told me that you're as big a fan of The Office as I am. Yep. You you let that out there for me and for the listeners. And when I selected this little piece of trivia to bring to you today on the show, I did not know the piece of trivia that you told me a little while ago, which is... About the anniversary? Yeah. 
Yeah, today, 15 years ago today, The Office premiered. First episode. 15 years ago today. March the 24th was the premiere of the, what, the pilot? Yep. Basically, which is like episode one. That means. Dwight's Stapler in the Jello. I <laughs> love it. He's Jim. Hey, and look, I was working at a TV station at that time. And when the show came out, Annabeth and I were just friends. I don't even think we were like dating yet, but we worked at the same place. And uh, we did that to a coworker. We thought it was the <laughs> best thing. And yeah, a buddy of ours who was in production there at the TV station, a guy named Josh. I'm sorry, a guy named Jim. Uh, we went in there and his name's Jim Bruce. Great guy. We went in there and got his stapler, made some jello, put it down in there and left it on his desk for him. He loved it. <laughs> okay. No, here's why I bring it up. This popped up today on, you know, I guess what's because of the anniversary. The def- USA Today, the definitive ranking of the 24 best sports moments from the office. Beaver. The 24 best sports moments from the office. Now, I brought these up to my wife earlier, and immediately she started just calling them out for herself. She didn't want somebody else's list. She made her own list. And I just scrolled ahead to the top 10. I mean, 24 takes a long time to go through them, but I went to the top 10. So that's what I'm going to do now. I'm going to go here to the top 10 on this list of the top sports moments in the history of the office. Okay. Number 10. The Goodbye Michael episode, season 7, episode 22, when Michael attempted to leave Dunder Mifflin with a no-look hoop shot, and he smooth missed it. You know when he said, catch you on a flippity flip. (laughs) And then he misses the shot, and then he said it again, flippity flip. All right, that's number 10. Number 9. When Michael checked Toby into the boards at the ice skating rink in season two. Remember that one? Yep. They were waiting to see if Kevin's skin cancer came back, you know, positive or negative. Which in medical stuff, negative is a good term, right? And when he finally got the phone call, everybody gathered, gathered around him. He goes, it's negative. And everybody's like, oh, yeah. And Michael goes, Dang it, man. I'm so sorry. And he hugged him. He said, we're going to beat this. (laughs) But that was the episode where he just smooth ran Toby right up into the glass. Number eight sports moment in the office. Michael and Dwight at the dojo. The fight. Season two, episode six. Kevin said, sweep the leg. (laughs) Number seven, Jim and Daryl play ping pong. That's in season four. Number six, the Office Olympics gold medal for Jim. That was in season three. They would always do these Office Olympics. Um, Season five. Number, I'm sorry, number five is from season seven. When they showed, they basically acted out Beaver, the agent Michael Scarn deal, and in that, you know, he saved the NHL All-Star game. You know, that's one episode I don't remember a ton about. I don't, yeah, I, th- Threat Level Midnight. Yeah, Threat <laughs> threat Level Midnight. Okay, this is one of my wife's favorite episodes of the whole show. The entire 5K run 
fun run episode? You remember like at the beginning of it, they snuck off around the corner and Michael was going to load up on carbs. I don't know if you remember that part. Fettuccine Alfredo. <laughs> Time to carbo load. <laughs> and he eats this big plate of Fettuccine Alfredo before running a 5K and just gets sick as a dog. Refuses water. Number three, the Wayne Gretzky or Michael Scott quote <laughs> from the Michael Scott Paper Company season five. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take from Wayne Gretzky dash Michael Scott. Uh, number two on the list of sports moments in the office history, season two, Office Olympics, the original Office Olympics episode. This scented candle, and oh, and oh, which I found in the men's bathroom room, room represents the eternal burning of competition. <laughs> Or something. It smells like cookies. Yes, it does. Yes, it does, my friend. Okay, we will be competing for gold, silver, and bronze yogurt lids. <laughs> yogurt lids. I'll tell you what, you stick around, you come back, I'll tell you the number one sports moment in office history coming up, and then we'll move on to some other stuff. I'm Matt today in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Number one sports moment in the history of the office, according today, according to USA Today, is the the entire episode of uh, playing basketball down in the warehouse from uh, season one. Okay, listen, this is just going to be a friendly game, right? We are all on the same team here, the Dunder Mifflin team. Of course, if you beat us, you're fired. That's a joke. Awkward pause. Okay. We had a lot of those awkward pauses in season one. And they really started getting good after that. All right. Uh, welcome into the show. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team. Across all the 82 counties in the state of Mississippi. Hometown heroes. People that handle all your insurance. Auto life, home. And someone you know can deal with face-to-face. There is some news out there today in the sports world I think might interest you. Um, There's a story that says the Patriots are going to release kicker Steven Guskowski after 14 seasons with the team. You know, and he's – Guskowski is a – isn't he a Jackson prep guy? I think he is. And then, then what, kicked at Memphis and then has had this – Long career in the NFL. 
The Boston Globe's saying it. He's coming off hip surgery at 36 years old, and the cap hit was the third highest in the league among kickers. And so the Patriots are going to save about $3.5 million by cutting him. Somebody to pick him up, though. But that'll end the run for him. Is what I say, prep. Okay, JB, thanks. JB's let me know it was Madison Central. There we go. There we go. Keep me on track, JB. Hey, the other piece of news I thought was really cool is, and he's a great kid too, former Ole Miss quarterback Jordan Te'amu played so well in his short time in the XFL as the quarterback of the St. Louis team that now the Chiefs have picked him up. The Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl champs. Man, I can't get used to saying that. Yeah, they picked him up. Now, obviously, he's not going there to start or compete for it. But he gets to go to the NFL, man. Let's see. He he played five games in St. Louis and threw for 1,000 yards, five touchdowns, and a couple of picks. Was good on the ground as well, 217 in a TD. So he's going to go out there and have a chance to be Mahomes' backup. So there's one, if not maybe the first, I think, big success story to this point out of the XFL. Quarterback Jordan Tom, a former Ole Miss kid, on to the NFL. Here's another one, too, today that I think you need to be aware of. There has been so much chatter about this particular possibility. And now it appears that we can put it to bed, I think. And that's the idea of Peyton Manning becoming the analyst on Monday Night Football. Which, here's what we know. Here's something that we, I think, definitively know. Is that Monday Night Football can't be worse. Ain't nowhere to go but up, brother. And let me just tell you, uh, that's not a shot at Booger McFarlane or Jason Witten from two years ago or Joe Tessator, but look, it just is what it is. Even broadcasting, I think, is a team game. You're all in it together, man. From the decision makers to the hirers to the producers to the people talking. It's been horrible. Downright unwatchable. Or at least unlistenable. No, it's watchable. It's just unlistenable at times. And there was this rumor, you know, they went after Tony Romo, couldn't get him away, so CBS re-upped with Romo and gave him a record deal. Peyton Manning, according to the Indy Star, Indianapolis, won't be on Monday Night Football. Let's see. uh, He's going to do some other stuff. Let's see. Uh, The New York Post was the first to report it. ESPN tried to get him into the Monday Night Football booth. They just haven't been able to agree, so he's turned it down. Um, They've repeatedly tried to get him over multiple years. But he already has a relationship with ESPN. It's not like he just doesn't want to work for them. He does this, I don't know, what do they call it? Peyton's Places or something like that. And it's going to be on ESPN, too, over the next couple days. Um, For right now, Joe Tessitore... And Booger McFarlane are the Monday Night Football team. Now, how do you feel if you're Booger McFarlane? (laughs) When everybody knows, it's like super public, that they tried like crazy to get Romo or Peyton to come in there and 
basically replace you. He's, he's still there. Yeah, I think he probably knows what's up. But here's the thing. Now, this may be outside of the normal realm of opinion on this kind of stuff. Peyton Manning's knowledge of the game, first class, above average, yeah. Do you really want to hear Peyton Manning talk about it throughout an entire ballgame? See, I don't think you do. I don't think you do. You know, God gave Peyton Manning... Look, it's just an opinion. But God gave Peyton Manning, you know, a right arm, a football brain, a football family, a great big 6'5 body, all the things that other people didn't get to go be an NFL quarterback. But one thing that God didn't give Peyton Manning is a great speaking voice. You like the commercials and stuff? It's about 30 seconds, a 30 second commercial of him talking is about all you can take. I just don't think this would be the home run that people at ESPN think it would. And it just goes to show you there's a lot of people at ESPN don't know what's good and what isn't. I mean, the only reason they're going after him is because of his name. This the same people that thought Joe Tessitore and Booger McFarlane on Monday Night Football would be great. Right? Apparently. And it's horrible. So you can't go by the idea that, oh, they just want him. Well, that, that didn't mean anything. If ESPN wants him, <laughs> it didn't mean anything. Well, they went after Romo. Yeah, because Romo's proved on CBS that he's the best. And it's undeniable. So I, I am looking at this like I think Peyton Manning gets credit for incredible self-awareness. Not many people have it. I don't have it. You, many of you don't have it. Not a lot of people have this incredibly keen self-awareness. I think Peyton Manning has it. I think Peyton Manning's looked at it and gone, man, I know football, yeah, but people, they don't want to listen to me for an entire two-and-a-half, three-hour ball game. I'm not made for that. And I think he's right. He's better suited to other stuff. So we're not going to have Peyton Manning on TV calling games. Now, and I know that you're sitting here in the middle of the coronavirus going, well, when are we going to have games? <laughs> Nobody knows the answer to that. Hey, look. White Denzel on the Country Pleasing text line, Country Pleasing Sausage, grocery store shelves throughout the southeast. Head on down to the butcher shop, Highway 49 in Florence, and pop in there, Country Meat Packers, and buy some stuff. Bring some of it to me. Country Pleasing text line 885-ESPN. White Denzel says, my walk-up song would be Ico Ico by Cowboy Mouth. A fun song that would keep my, uh, my body loose as I walk up to the batter's box. Oh, you dance on your way up there? Hey, and thanks for the text. I did get it. Yes, Guskowski, Madison Central Kid, not Jackson Prep. Sorry for the mix-up. Anthony listening today in Tupelo, streaming it online as we broadcast live on The Zone, 105.9 ESPN, Jackson Central, Mississippi, WRKS. Anthony in Tupelo says, P.J. Walker signed with the Carolina Panthers. Did he? I didn't know that. Very cool. Another XFL success story. Jason on the text line says, that means Fitz is now the starter at XFL St. Louis. Well, I guess, but they just, you know, took out a hatchet and sliced the season and said, done, over, dead. And, you know, a lot of the experts in the uh, sports world looked at it and go, 
You know, it's just horrible timing for the XFL because this probably means the end of it. This is the kind of thing where, you know, the NFL comes back from this. The XFL doesn't. It's over. Bulldog Blitz says, Manning can be pretty funny, though. Mix that with his knowledge, and it could be good. I mean, but it could it could be. You know, on the self-awareness point, Bulldog Blitz, the thing about Peyton Manning is, like I said, it is a fact. It's undeniable. Anybody with one eye and one ear, let alone two of each, knows that Monday Night Football got nowhere to go but up. It cannot get worse than it is in terms of a broadcast. So would Peyton Manning make it better? Yeah. <laughs> would, it, would it be great? No. I don't think so. That's my opinion. No is my opinion. I just think he has enough self-awareness to know that he's not really built for that. You know, these other shows and stuff that he's doing, I think he is built for. He really seems to me to be built for getting back into football. You know, coaching maybe, do the John Elway thing, go be a GM. That's what I think. I think he's got enough self-awareness to look at it and go, no, that's just not for me. Hopping up there and I'm going to talk for three and a half hours. People are going to get sick of me. I think it's true. All righty. mentioned this earlier. Coming up, start hour two. There's some things I want to learn. I want you to learn about what a great Mississippi company is doing right now to help Mississippians during a really tough time. Hugh Mina from C Spire coming up. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show 